Let's get to humping. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie live on Hump Day. December 1st. That's right. We are now in the Christmas month. I got to start my Christmas shopping. Holy crap. Uh, what's happening, everybody? How's everybody doing today? Yes, yes. We doing all right out there? How's everybody doing? Hopefully you guys had a good day. Let's get to talking. Talk about hey, we could talk about some numbers and whatnot. We could talk about some numbers from that down there. That's right. As well as jump into the matrix again, and then you know, talk some Batgirl and some well, some Alec Baldwin, which is not the best thing to talk about, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Yes, you love the news. What? Oof. Restore that Snyderverse. I'm always late. When am I not? fashionably late that's what it is hashtag restore that snyderverse right sheesh i know right what is wrong with me what's going on mr tyler how you doing eric patterson good to see you hey nathan how you doing let's go let's go yes good to see andre yo what's going on hey hey so you had the metal head shirt on and you got a compliment today that's right guys you want to get yourself a metal head shirt Film Junkie Closet down below. Get it. Get it. Going pretty good, Steph. Good to see you. Um, not too bad of a day. You know, can't complain. Selena Kyle's here, too. Yo, what's up, Lane? I love Yeah, hashtag Nirvana Grawl. But have you... He's doing the Hanukkah sessions again, though. Did you see the Lisa Loeb Hanukkah session, Lane? Beautiful. Absolutely brilliant. And he's playing the drums, so I know you like it when he's... A drummer, you know, he does play the drums a lot when it comes to those Hanukkah sessions. But man, I tell you, what's going on, Mr. Jesse? Uh, John Conroe and Damon Accords. Okay. Hello, darling. Hashtag gay for Dave. I like it. I always like it. Always like it. Is anybody watching Flash Armageddon? I cried last. I haven't watched. I you know, I haven't really watched any of the CW stuff, so I can't really say that. What's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? Always good to see you. Yeah, you were on that stream. You showed up later. You showed up when, uh, yeah, we got some Junkie XL, that dance, 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 which was awesome. Yes, it was so awesome. So great. Holy fuck. That's right, Nathan. Yeah. I just thought I'd throw that out there because, you know, we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League and then some things that, you know, I kind of, I, I almost did my own case study today. Well, last night into today with a certain tweet. So we'll talk about that too, because I mean, come on. I know, right? Hi, darling. How you doing? All right. What's going on? Woo. Let's go, Rick. Let's definitely go. All right. We got Jedi Milf here. Good to see ya. Good to see ya. Don't jump. Don't jump. Woo. Hump. Let's hump some nuts. All right. We got Rosemary here. How you doing, Rosemary? Always good to see ya. Hey, Dave. Do we have some numbers? We have numbers. Somebody actually put some numbers together. Some really great numbers, which is... That's what you got to love about this fandom. Yeah, we can bicker back and forth about a lot of things, but man, some people in this fandom are so goddamn talented and 
you know, that's what we're going to talk about uh, today, too. So I love you, too. Accuracy. I love you, too. Yes, I know. Right. I mean, I, I was like, I, you know, this whole talk about a graphic novel thing. And when people are like, no, nah, Zach would never, you know, wouldn't want to do a graphic novel. I was like, I know he talked about it. And I was like, what was it? Was it the stream that the vodka stream or the deck the hall stream and sure enough it's the deck the hall stream and i i appreciate somebody actually on my uh twitter went hey go to this mark this is where zach talks about doing a comic book about this stuff so so i was like all right there it is and so i thought i'd clip it out because a reminder and then we'll, again we'll talk about it a little bit more we'll talk about it a little bit more as the show goes on because i don't know it's just it's always very interesting always very interesting yeah we got some numbers i mean you know there's just numbers when it comes to this whole thing man i tell you i tell you what's going on there frank you're yeah you're a cooler guy than me man you got johnny cash as your avatar what are you talking about come on no nah, i didn't yes you have to this is the second year that he's done it lane check it out basically i mean you know as a dave Grohl fan from one to another i'm just saying you'll like it he uh with one of his producers who is jewish they they uh they do covers of songs from uh, jewish artists and the first song that they did this year was absolutely fantastic so check it out lane check it out you'll enjoy the shit out of it it's really great yo what's going on legend how you doing how you doing good to see ya hunka hunka what dave no they know better than zach i know they always do it seems to be the case right seems to be the case Ah, there's a motion comic fan made uh, being developed on youtube mr vega uh mr vega look for the just yes we know yes eric mr hardboiled right here he is uh one of the writers so yes we're very much aware of the new motion comic that is shaping up to be something pretty good Pretty good. If you watch that last trailer, seems like the animators are doing a fantastic job. That's the one. That's the one. Heard about that? Well, if you go, you have to just go on the channel. I clipped it out too. But yeah, we talked about that on last night's show. Yes, we talked about that. Don't worry. We did talk about that last last night, Dan. So hey, what's going on, Zachary? Good to see you. Good to see you. All right, guys, thank you for uh, joining, of course. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Make sure you're uh, subscribed to the channel. If you want to join, hit the join button. You get some uh, members-only perks right there, like the members-only stream that I did yesterday where I talked a little bit about other stuff. Uh, I, Anthony, I have not seen one episode of Hawkeye yet. yet. I said yes. Yet. No, because I just haven't had time. It showed up last week, but I was out of town. So I haven't watched anything yet. I know a new episode. So now I got three episodes to catch up on. Luckily, though, I'm not going to the movies tomorrow like I usually do. So I'm going to catch up on Hawkeye tomorrow. And I think I'll just do a three episode quick review video. You know, I've I've seen some things on my feed. Uh, but, you know, but other than that, I'm like, all right. So I haven't watched Hawkeye. But tomorrow I'm going to catch up on Hawkeye. And uh, I'll, I'll do like a little review because I'm not going to the movies tomorrow because nothing really is uh, coming out uh, as I was seeing. So I'll uh, I'll do that tomorrow. So, yeah, I'll watch all three. Batflick Boner. That's what I'm talking about. Boy, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's decent. That's good. 
Babe, you see the three-part beat? I haven't seen that yet either. I have so much to catch up on, man. There's movies that are on Netflix that I have to catch up on too, man, I tell you. Ugh, it sucks. Resident Evil, yes, that's all, yeah. <laughs> Go see Resident Evil or your film card. I mean, but is Resident Evil like something that I really desperately need to go see? <laughs> is it really, Jacob? Come on, come on. Anybody watching? The see, I haven't watched that either. I'm I'm so behind on stuff, man. So behind, so behind, man. So I thought we were going to get. I thought we. Were, yeah, I know, man. I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Captain Gator Girl. Okay, okay. Since you said that, yes, yes, we will, we will, you know, whatever you want to see, whatever you want to see. Uh, I mean, I think like uh, one of the theaters that I usually frequent, they're showing old Christmas movies. You want to go see like Christmas Vacation or something like that. We could do that. Don't worry. Okay. I know. I totally forgot. I forgot. I, 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 I apologize. I apologize, Captain Gator Girl. I do. I do apologize. So, yep, yep, yep. How many of us? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that because that's on my Twitter feed. So, yes. Okay, good. That's what I, 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 I've heard mainly that Hawkeye is good. So I'm actually kind of like going, all right. I mean, and you guys know I crush on Haley Steinfeld. I mean, my God. Uh, I've always said that, 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 that girl, she is cute and adorable. But then all of a sudden, and you're kind of going like, oh, look at that. She's so cute and adorable. And then all of a sudden she does a photo shoot where it's just like, oh, you're a fucking woman. And my God, are you a woman? Jesus Christ. She has like two sides. She's like a, she's a Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde kind of thing, man. Jeez. She just goes like, yeah, yeah, I can be cute and adorable. And then all of a sudden I could just do a photo shoot where bam, it's like, wow. Yeah. So obviously, obviously, you know, I I like Jeremy Renner. I've been, you know, (laughs) Jeremy Renner has been around for a bit. I don't know if you guys remember uh, National Lampoon's senior trip. Yeah, that's the first time I got acquainted with uh, Jeremy Renner. Um, That was just a movie that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. I can't even remember the year. But yeah, that's when uh, Jeremy Renner had that 90s, like, cut where it was like he had that flowing blondish kind of hair that went down to here. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers that. Am I showing my age? Yeah. But yeah, National Lampoon Senior Trip, Jeremy Renner, right there. That's when I got acquainted with that guy. So anyways, all right. So let's get the show started. I appreciate you guys, of course, uh, clicking in with me. Uh, Yeah, of course. He was also in the town. I mean, in the town, he was, you know, born, what was the born, what was, not the born supremacy. He was in the born, he was in one of the born movies. Um which was, eh, it wasn't like the best Bourne movie, but, um, you know, it was it's, w- which Bourne movie was he in? I don't know. Jeremy Renner, and then, of course, SWAT. You got movies like SWAT, which I, I thought SWAT was a fantastic movie. Uh, really liked that. So, Hurt Locker, yeah, that's right. He was uh, in Hurt Locker. Jeremy Renner, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know there were some things that happened in his personal life, but I've always, I just always kind of liked the guy, you know? I mean, he's... He said some off-color things that people try to use against him, but I'm just kind of going like, guy's kind of like a funny asshole. I don't know. I don't know. Born Legacy. There it is. Born Legacy. Yeah. You know? I mean, it might have been one of the weaker ones of the Born franchise, and it seemed like they were trying to take it to a different level. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I like, I like, I like Renner. I do like Renner. But, you know, I know he's had some personal issues, which, you know, 
what actor doesn't? <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, look at this guy right here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, yeah, no, no. I'm not saying that Born Legacy was bad. I'm just saying it was kind of like the weaker one of the bunch because it was just one of those movies where they were like, all right, Matt Damon is going to move on, so let's try to steer it a different direction with somebody different. And, yeah, that works, but at the same time, it's like it's kind of hard to do that. So that's why the next Bourne movie was literally called Jason Bourne. They're like, hey, we got we got Matt Damon back. We got Matt Damon back. We're good. All right. Yeah. You guys OK? You guys OK? We got Matt Damon. <laughs> you know, it's always interesting when when when, uh, you know, studios try to continue a franchise. Perfect example, because, you know, when I'm doing my editing at night, I watch uh, Comet TV that shows old episodes of Quantum Leap and X-Files. And I'm an, I love X-Files. X-Files, one of my all-time favorite shows. They tried X, Fox, X-Files, whatever, Chris Carter, I don't know, the creator of X-Files. They tried really hard to when, when David Duchovny was like, I'm done, I'm done, maybe I'll come back for a couple of things, but I'm kind of done as Mulder. He left. And then, you know, Gillian Anderson was kind of going, I kind of want to leave too. So they try to transition, you know, Fox and, you know, Scully and Fox to uh, Doggett and I forget, John Doggett and I forgot what Annabelle Gish's name was. I totally drawn a blank. But I was watching an episode where it was like uh, Scully was not, not much in it that, you know, not in it that much, but they were trying to transition and trying to have like these two new agents to be like, we gotta continue X Files, but we're gonna do it with Robert Patrick and Annabelle Gish, right? Huh? Huh? You guys like this right now? It just it didn't work. You know, it's always like you always can always see like, wow, we gotta just try to s- squeeze as much of this franchise out as possible, and that's a stunning example because it just didn't work. And then all of a sudden they had an X Files revival that brought back, of course, Gillian Anderson and, and uh, David Duchovny. So. Uh, I haven't actually seen, uh, Wind River yet. I heard it's, I hear it's really good. So I do have to check that one out when it comes to, uh, Jeremy Renner stuff. I hear that's, uh, pretty fantastic. So yeah, I'll check it out one of these days. So, but anyways, it's just, yeah, franchise is trying to just stay alive, even though like the main people are like kind of done. I do miss X-Files too, man. I do. That's why I love, I love watching, um, Hey, what's going on, Mike G? I haven't seen you in a bit. Good to see you, man. Um, that's why I'm like, uh, I like watching these old, you know, the old reruns playing on TV while I'm like editing and stuff like that. It's just always great. It's always great. Always great to watch those old X-Files movies, man. So, all right, let's go to the tweets, guys. Without further ado, let's go to the tweets. All right, let's see what happened in the Twitter world today. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, look at this. I mean, Mr. Tom, Mr. Junkie XL, is uh, he's loving this. I mean, look at that. He do you, uh, cause you, uh, yeah, I can never say his name, but you know who this guy is. Uh, you know, yeah, we all know who he is. Apparently, uh, tweeted out this, and now, yeah, Tom is like, whoa, look at that, look at that, and uh, yeah, he tweeted something else or else earlier that I'll, I'll get to. I'll get to. So we'll do all that. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about this a little bit, though. Let's talk about this a little bit, guys, because 
you know, I mean, I stirred up a little bit of controversy, obviously. When it comes to when it comes to um, the whole graphic novel thing, you know, I mean, you guys, okay. I mean, obviously, I'm 100. I would in in a perfect world, in a perfect situation, in some multiverse, some Earth out there, you know. After you know this whole thing just kept on going. Warner Brothers didn't fucking dick with Zack Snyder. Didn't do any of that. And we've been getting our Zack Snyder Justice League movies, okay? In a perfect world, that happened. And we got everything untouched, uncompromised, all that stuff. There's like, there's a version of it out there. But let's face it, that's not the case that we got there. Luckily, we did, of course, get Zack Snyder's Justice League. We got the Snyder Cut. It was actually fantastic. But now we always talk about, well, what's the future of it? And uh, now Zack is very much in a better, much, much better relationship with Netflix. Netflix is like, come over here, Zack, do whatever the fuck you want. And that's exactly what he's doing. And I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for it. But at the same time, we didn't get the, the story finished over here, over here in the DC world. His, the Snyderverse, the DC Snyderverse. And yes, I love the fact, and we always talk about, you know, when, when Restore the Snyderverse gets... You know, when it trends, it's always fantastic. It's always fantastic. But at the same time, the option of, well, it's going to be pretty difficult to maybe even like try to do these two big giant Justice League sequels, try to bring everybody back. And then Zach, of course, has two movies that he's going to be directing for Netflix. So we're talking about at least five, six plus years. So the option of like, well, wouldn't it be interesting if we can actually get the finished story in graphic novel form and you know putting that out there there's some people in the fandom that do not like that don't like that at all and they hate me so they use that against me it's pretty funny and then they'll say like zach wouldn't be down for it this that and this so that's why when it came to uh this right here you know I mean, this is on the Deck to Hall stream that was almost a year ago uh, to the day, right? Uh, yeah, it's like probably almost a year ago, a year. It's probably like a little less than a year, but a couple weeks. But I mean, Zach, is, he's expressed the fact that he would like to do a comic book, a graphic novel book. And I'm just kind of going like, come on, guys. How awesome would it be if Zack Snyder, his story for Justice League was also in book also in a graphic novel book. I mean, that would be something that would probably sell out and would just show the power of this man too, but that's why... He talked to Jim Lee a lot. Maybe doing a book or a comic book down the road. Down the road. Kind of finish this, but we haven't really, we haven't locked anything in, but, you know, if it's a thing that, you know, would be interesting to the fandom, I mean, they can always... Which it should be. Ask you know, Jim about it. But, I know. Hashtag ask but, but Jim. I, I absolutely would love to do a comic book. See? You know, we were like, I mean, I said to him, like, oh, I would like to do, we were just kicking it around, just sort of being, you know, dorks. And um, <laughs> I said, like, you know, it'd be cool. Like, I'd love to do, because in, so say, like, you know, you're in the post-apocalyptic, um, you know, world. Yeah. Uh, and okay, we don't need to like fully watch it again, but you know, he's kind of just talking about doing, you know, little spin-off stories too. And that's what's so great about the the graphic novel, you know, the comic book medium is the fact that you can do like all these alternate stories. Like, yeah, we all want to see it in live action. We all 100% 
want to see see everything in live action. Yes, and that's always been the case. Yes, we want to see Zack Snyder's. But at the same time, just with the way that everything is now, it's just it's going to be difficult. It's just going to be difficult. So that's why the whole fact of the matter of, of finishing the story in a graphic novel form has always been kind of like a thing where you kind of go like, well, that could be that could be easy. And then you have Zack Snyder tackling the graphic novel comic book world too. That'd be pretty sweet. So, I mean, it's just been a topic of conversation. And that's basically, you know, why this whole thing has come to be. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I apologize for being a little shit starter, but, you know, I'm just saying, just saying. While the man is building universes over at Netflix, if he wants, you know, finish the universe over here, if the easiest way to do it in the way that we can actually see that, just, just in case that we can't see the movies, we don't see the sequels, we can still see how the story would have ended. We could still see what that fucking hidden whiteboard, that whiteboard storyboard that we have not seen yet, we could see how that finishes, you know? It's just it's just an option. It's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. You know? But some people think that that Zack Snyder doesn't need to sleep, apparently. I don't know. It's interesting. <sighs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, bring Zack Snyder to graphic novel form is a genius move. It'd be a genius move. And can you imagine? Also, guys, thank you, Mr. Venom, for saying that. Can you imagine if... Those books just sell out. Okay, you know how the Omnibus, the Omnibus uh, Final Crisis book started selling out because Zack Snyder posted it? Imagine Zack Snyder's graphic novel, his book, thick books that tell this story, start selling out. Then it's going to be like, shit. Warner Brothers is going to be like, shit, I guess we should have made these. You know, it's just another thing, another middle finger to those fucking assholes, to Toby and all those guys. Guy with the ball cap, specifically the guy with the ball cap. Jeff Johns would be like, whoops, you know? Jeff Johns, who, of course, has written some of the most iconic DC books. Can you imagine if Zack Snyder, a book by Zack Snyder, ends up just doing gangbusters? I mean, gangbusters. That would totally, 100%, just... Just give a it would punch Jeff Johns's ego right in the balls. Just uppercut to the balls, to the balls, right? It would cause his ball cap to fall, just fly off. Boom. Just saying. And then it would add some pressure where they might be like, "Shit, maybe we should make this thing. We should do something else with this thing. People seem to love it." That would add some more pressure, maybe. And then maybe Zaslav would be like, "Hello." That's all. God, there's a method to my madness, guys. Okay. Uh, so I guess The Witcher uh, Season 2 premiere was happening right now. And, of course, uh, Henry Cavill is looking like a stud big time with his co-stars right there who also look very beautiful as well. But, yeah, this is all happening. And you can see he's excited. He's like us, man. That's what I love about Cavill. He's such a big dork. He's such a big dork like us. Just a big dork. Uh, I like what uh, Zach Stentz had to say right here because remember when uh, Universal was trying to do their whole dark universe and trying to do their like kind of monster universe thing? I love what he has to say right here because this is obviously you can read it right here. It says Universal's pivot from let's make the classic monsters into our Avengers in a shared universe because we all knew that that was going to work, right? 
to let's give the characters to interesting filmmakers and see what the hell happens was generally a smart move. Okay? I love that. And this is what's, you know, obviously talking about the Nick Cage Dracula uh, Renfield movie with uh, Nicholas Holt Toot, you know? And I, I totally 100% agree. When you try to cut, co- I mean, what Marvel's doing, let Marvel do their thing. It's not always going to translate everywhere else. And that's what Universal tried to do with their whole dark universe. It didn't work. It did not work. So, hey, guess what? You had this Invisible Man movie that came out from Blumhouse and uh, Lee Winnell, and it was absolutely fantastic. So, hey, why don't you just ma- let these filmmakers do things with this monster universe, this dark universe? So I totally agree. And holy shit, guys, watch out. Breaking, breaking. Spider-Man fight against Green Goblin will contain strong violence and Peter will use his fist. <gasps> what? What? You mean a fight scene is going to have fists involved? Whoa, shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Have we not seen Tom Holland's Spider-Man punch anybody? Is that what's been happening here? Are we really just like, oh my God, he's going to use his fist. Yeah, MCU. (laughs) I don't know. I just kind of thought that was funny. Like, whoa, my God, he's going to use his fists as opposed to kicking people. I don't know. Watch out. Jace. I don't know what's going on with that, but I just found that funny. Like, really? He's going to use his fists. Watch out. And apparently the uh, the global premiere of uh, of Del Toro's Guillermo Del Toro's um, Nightmare Alley happened tonight, and here's the international poster. I'm looking forward to this movie. Looking forward to this movie. I mean, come on. That's some fucking star power right there. Star power. Star power. Of course, Ron Perlman's in it. Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins. It is a star-studded cast. It really is. Really looking forward to it. And, of course, it's Del Toro, so you know the visuals are going to be absolutely stunning. Can't wait to see it. Danny DeVito. Can't wait to see Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot. Look at look at like the two look at how distinct these two penguins are right there. Just seeing that just seeing both of those images right there. Like how distinct. I mean, obviously Tim Burton wanted to go like the whole like kind of, you know, hunchback from Notre Dame kind of, you know, monster kind of way when it came to the penguin, which totally evolved the character. He, I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, Batman Returns might have its issues. It's not my full-on favorite Batman. I still enjoy it though. But what Burton did when it came to the Penguin, he totally evolved that character. And of course, Matt Reeves is going for more of the, uh, the, the, the you know, he's going to go for the mobster Penguin who's just kind of disfigured. So just so crazy. Just the makeup, the aesthetics. Danny DeVito and Colin Farrell. That's not what they really look like. It's just kind of crazy. Just kind of crazy. And hello. Hello, Miss Anya Taylor-Joy. Show that back. I always kind of find it funny when, um, you know, actresses are on the, the red carpet and they have to do that whole back thing. I don't, I, I don't get that. Why, 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 why is it? What's going on with the back pose? I mean, I, not that I don't mind it, you know. I, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with a nice little uh, nice back. Sure, a, a bare back, you know, bare, specifically. But it's always just funny where it's like they always do the back thing, you know. For one of, one of these days, I want to see, like, one of the dudes, one of the actors, just kind of, like, take down their coat and do, like, a back thing, you know, flex the back. 
I don't know. But anyway, she's hot. Uh, so I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, my Australian fans out there, this is pretty funny. Breaking after many delays, Dune, directed by David Lynch, officially hits Australian theaters today. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Australia, but apparently they're just getting all the movies like months late. It is kind of crazy, but what can you do? Some bat flick uh, awesomeness right here. Some art. Look at that. Oh, that's also some uh, Battinson art, too. So we got Batfleck right here in the uh, tactical costume. And then, of course, we got Battinson on his bike right there. So that's right. David River right there. Good job. Uh, who remembers Small Soldiers? Great movie. Small Soldiers. One of those movies I liked as a kid. Uh, Kobe Smulders. She's going to, of course, reprise her role as Maria Hill in, uh, Marvel, in the Marvel series Secret Invasion. I think we all kind of guessed that. You know, Sam Jackson's going to be heading that as Nick Fury. So obviously we're going to have, of course, Maria Hill in there. And uh, thank God, because man, yeah, there's me just kind of making fun of stuff. We got uh, Aquafina. She's also going to join the uh, the uh, the Renfield movie with Nicolas Cage and uh, Nicholas Holt. So we're going to have some Aquafina in there. And then we got the uh, the Nightmare League right here. That's right. There's the Nightmare League. Badasses. God damn it. I mean, I tell you what. Just to see more interaction between those, these two. Ugh. 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 And then to have this guy involved. Ugh. Ugh. Man. 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 Ethan Hawke confirms that his uh, Knives Out 2 is a cameo. So apparently, uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke is definitely a Knives Out 2, and it's a cameo. Uh, is he the one that gets killed? Probably. Who knows? And then here we go right here. This is what I was talking about when it, come to, uh, when it comes to Junkie XL. Wow, floored by all of you sharing Spotify wrapped stats with me. So apparently 13,543 fans listen to you more than any other artist. That's right. Look at that. That's right. A lot of people were going on Spotify and listening to Junkie XL. So good on him. Good on him. I would love to have him back. That was one of the best vodka streams that we ever had. It was absolutely fantastic. Would love to have that guy back, man. Would love to have that guy back. All right. So we got that and we got that. Hey, make this happen. Make this happen. I would not be surprised if something ends up happening because who the fuck cared about that home sweet home alone reboot that's on disney plus nobody nobody cares about that nobody wanted to watch that anybody who did watch that said said it was terrible but could you imagine <laughs> if they did like an old man kevin or an old man uh you know uh, old man wet bandits old men wet bandits i don't know i just thought this was funny because i was like i would not be surprised if they thought about doing something like this could you imagine can you imagine <laughs> it's just like can you imagine it'd be pretty fucking funny it would be funny and just a reminder guys that uh sucker punch is on netflix so uh <laughs> just have that on in the background because it is awesome it is awesome and you know it is and apparently yeah today uh dick pound was trending on w for women's tennis i didn't look into it but yes dick pound was trending today i guess that's you know it makes sense. It's hump day. So why not have Dick Pound do that? Why not? Why not? And then, of course, here we go right here. I mean, the numbers keep on showing right here. And I'm telling you, Netflix, man, 
Holy shit, Red Notice is now the most watched film in Netflix history. Previous record held by Bird Box in 2018 with uh, 282 million hours viewed. With still 11 days to go, Red Notice has been viewed for 392 million hours. Effing insane. So just kind of shows you right there. Again, they got Zack Snyder. (laughs) We're going to get so much Zack Snyder content. It's so fucking fantastic. And it's going to be watched by so many people. Ah, it's just absolutely fantastic. Netflix is just, you know, it's killing it when it comes to these new blockbuster movies. The only thing I request is, please, please, Netflix, keep on putting the movies in the movie theaters for at least two weeks. At least two weeks. Please. Oops. Went too far. There we go. Back. And we'll talk about that, of course. House of of Goofy. That's pretty funny. I like that. Uh, Joker. And look at this beautiful. Look at that sexy bitch right there, man. It's It's like you see the eyes. It's like it has eyes. This Batmobile has eyes. It, I mean, my God, that is a beautiful shot of the Batflick Batmobile right there. The best Batmobile, cinematically. The best cinematic Batmobile, of course, I would agree. Man, that is just such a beautiful shot. Such a beautiful shot. Gotta love it. And speaking of X-Files, see? See? That's right, they're promoting vodka. I gotta get Fox and uh, I gotta get Fox Mulder and Scully, Dana Scully on the vodka stream because obviously they're uh, they're fans they're fans of vodka so you know somehow that can happen maybe it will but yeah this is where it kind of started right here guys because uh, tweeted out a lot of people have been tweeting out this this uh, this video right here like what opinion is gonna have this happen to you and this is where I tweeted out I'm okay with Jail two and three being a graphic novel. And, of course, some people just took it as, that's what I want. I'm rooting for that over movies. Which is kind of funny because the people who do that, they just, they just have a hate boner for me. So they'll use anything that they can to try to, like, I don't know, to lube up that hate boner. I don't know. It's like it's just lube for them, and they just lube it up for that hate boner. But my whole thing was, I'm okay with it. Is it my choice? No. Is it what I want? No. Not what I want, not my first choice, but if that ends up happening, I would be okay with it, as should everybody, because obviously watching the video of Zach on the Deck the Hall stream, he is in fact in favor of doing some kind of graphic novel thing. So that's, that's how I t- tweeted that out last night, and it's been pretty interesting seeing the responses. Mainly positive, but of course you got that lovely part of the fandom that just goes, that just wants to like take everything differently than it should be so just the way it is just the way it is guys but let's talk about let's talk about some numbers man let's talk about some good numbers right here so Zack Snyder's Justice League so um we have this new uh this website right here which is uh homebrewagency.com projects case study Zack Snyder's Justice League so homebrew right here so all right let's start from the very beginning right here it's a pretty, it's a very well done web, website. First off, we have a reel right here. Oh! Since 2017, fans have been clamoring for Zack Snyder's vision of Justice League. As an extension of the HBO Max team, Homebrew developed a social marketing campaign focused on community management and epic creative, honoring Zack's vision. 
ultimately delighting fans and breaking oh, yeah. social campaign records. Look at all that. My lord, this is what I run for, like all the others. We focused primarily on Twitter to serve the always-on fan base, while we used Facebook and Instagram to reach mainstream audiences. We created rollout strategies for the film accounts and partners to build a unified ecosystem. Most of all, we activated the fans. Oh, activate. Happy birthday, Mr. Zack Snyder. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Zack. Happy birthday. We engaged directly with audiences to boost conversation while actively listening to adjust our strategy in real time, including converting top-performing creative into paid media opportunities. Our massive social campaign earned over 34 billion impressions. 34 billion! To make Zack Snyder's Justice League a tremendous success for HBO oh. Max. I don't care how many demons how many He's never fought us united. Bam! Thank you, Homebrew, for that. So, yeah, there you go, guys. They just fucking, they dialed it in right there. They dialed it in. Look at the key performance. We have 34.7 billion plus impressions on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we have 280.6 million engagements on the platforms as well. 12.2 million social conver uh, conversion volume on Instagram and, of course, uh, Twitter. And then 1.5 million unique social accounts right there. 1.5. Bam. Just shows you right there. There are some solid fucking numbers right there. Dave Zaslav, you see that? You see it? Toby, fuck you. Do you see that too? Walter Hamada, do you see that too? Yeah. You dicks. 734,851 fans gain. That's right. A 35, 14% follower growth right there. Right there. Computer, uh, community management right there. Especially key in the early days of this campaign. We engaged actively with fans one-on-one -on, -one on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to significantly boost conversation for trailer debuts we responded with gifts of talked about moments and developed a consistent tone and extremely knowledgeable voice across all of our posts during the digital red carpet premiere hey i was kind of part of that we had hand selected fan tweets to showcase on the live simulcast uh, simulcast focusing on diversity of voices and represented the global community global community sorry so, of course, we have right here, we got Journey Small Net, Small, Small Let. We got AT&T talking about it. We got Jared Leto talking about it. We got Ryan Reynolds talking about it. Because remember, guys, remember when, uh, you know, some people were like going like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds would never come back. And then all of a sudden, Zack Snyder was like, well, if I brought Hal Jordan back, it'd be Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> How about that? Jesus Christ. Crazy. Community uh, activations, knowing the strength and power of fans' voices in this community, we approached our fan engagement as a key element to our campaign strategy, strategy by developing personal relationships with individual followers, influencers, and moderators on Reddit, Discord, and Twitter. We activated fans organically by seeding content via DMs and challenging them to dissect our content for larger payoffs. Yeah, I remember the whole puzzle piece thing. There's a lot of things right here. 
Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. That's what's her name right there. Oh, no, this is when they were saying happy birthday to Zach. Happy birthday, Zach. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. A lot of people that we recognize right here. Best day ever. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday, Zach Snyder. Happy birthday, Zach. Happy birthday, Zach. Happy birthday, Zach. I hope you have a wonderful day surrounded by your family and loved ones. March babies are the best. Happy Happy birthday, brother. We love you. Very happy birthday. Much life, more blessings. Thank you for everything you do have a great one there you go recognize a lot of those heads right there for sure social media listening and reports every day we actively listen across groups in reddit discord and twitter and follow influential voices i think they fall maybe i don't know voices to gauge sentiment and summarize daily chatter especially when it impacted our upcoming content and key beats. In addition to daily updates and 24-hour reports on big launches, we generated weekly sentiment reports that recapped the recent fan discussions and provided recommendations on larger strategy shifts as needed. So they did all this. With our primary audience on Twitter, we focus on uh, regularly engaging with fans on this platform, optimizing the Snyder Cut's presence with GIFs and other shareable content. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts targeted more mainstream audiences. In addition, we developed Instagram story streams that encouraged interactivity and UGC. Finally, we launched a Vero page to to own exclusive content windows servicing the hardcore Zack Snyder fan base and their active Snyder Cut community on the platform. Just all over the place. These guys were working 24 fucking seven. Paid media strategy. As a close partner to HBO Max, we planned paid asset rollouts and coordinated with their media agency and publishing partners, including Twitch, Snapchat, and Twitter. In tandem with the organic content schedule, we converted top performing creative for paid assets to draw in a larger audience. Own channel amplification. For key beats and big content debuts, we built we, uh, we built tease and release strategies for primary partners in addition to the film's accounts aiming to compound visibility across the, uh, uh, the owned ecosystem. We wrote, co- we wrote copy planned rollouts for the HBO Max brand, HBO Max's international accounts, talent, DC Comics, and Zack Snyder. As a result, 82% of views on the first trailer within one week were driven organically. So there you go. Fans first. All this stuff. Remember the uh, the Ryan Troy letter right here? That was pretty good. Some good marketing stuff right there that they did. The heroes. Of course, all the different trailers and whatnot. Man, the little like uh, character trailers, vision. All of that. Just a lot of good stuff on here. But like I said, it just kind of shows you how big this thing was. Okay. HBO Max, Warner Media, Warner Brothers. Sadly, don't want to give official numbers. Well, fuck them. We got this right here. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Homebrew, for doing this, man. Just awesome stuff right there. Just awesome stuff. It's great to see that. Just great. Absolutely fantastic to see that. Absolutely fantastic to see that. Just shows how big this thing could be. This how big it is and how they dropped the ball they dropped the ball because it's like yeah i mean you could have sequels you could you could and that's why i'm just kind of going like all right now that zach is busy over there i mean jim lee dc comics if you want to actually do continue the story like that and then that maybe push some live action stuff i don't know 
yeah, like I said, when it comes to the old details of that, it's very, uh, very much up in the air. I mean, we want to have hope. We want to see the Justice League sequels. We want to see all that in live action. But hey, if that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of time that that would have to take to put together. I know some people out there think it just happened in an instant. And like, oh yeah, if they announce it today, it'll be out next year. No, that's not how it works. Some people just don't know how the movie business works, especially when it comes to giant movies like this. But I'm just saying, a comic book, yeah, that could come out next year at the end. It'd probably take a year, maybe, or something like that. I don't know. You know, when it comes to uh, the comic book world, I don't know how long it would take to take the story and make it in graphic novel form. I'm just saying, it's always an option. And if they can't do the live action thing, give me all the books you, you have. That's why I've kind of been like just talking about that lately. I've been talking about that lately. It's just the fact that there is. If we're lucky, like you said, Lane, 2024, I think that's even pushing it. 2025. 2025, yeah, big if. I'm just saying. But at the same time, it's like, can you imagine if, like, how well that book would sell, like the sequel books, and then all of a sudden they're like, can we make these? <laughs> and then they try to make them. And then maybe they bring in Zach back after he's already done, you know, Planet of the Dead and Rebel Moon. You know, but we got we, we can't forget, though, that, you know, and some people tend to forget because they're not actually ugh, I don't think they're actually Zack Snyder fans or Zack Snyder DC fans. It's like you guys realize that, you know, Planet of the Dead is going to be coming out. There's probably still going to be more movies in the army universe. We still got the Norse God universe that who knows might be tying into something because there's some there's some kind of correlation that might be happening with, uh, you know, the safes and some Norse God stuff, you know, that we've seen. And then we got Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon is not going to just be a one-off, okay? That, that's going to be a whole fucking universe, okay? There's definitely going to be sequels. I would not be surprised if Zack has a written-out story of a trilogy for Rebel Moon, at least, at least a trilogy. So that's why, that's what makes everything kind of difficult and everything like that. And I know some people think he just shouldn't sleep and just work on everything, but it's not going to be the case. It's just not going to be the case. So that's why I'm like, hey, in the meantime, can we put the story in graphic novel form? How That doesn't hurt anybody. That, that, that way he could be like, yeah, I can do a little bit of that. Look at some of the stuff. I trust Jim Lee or whoever wants to do the whole thing. Put it right there. While he continues to build universes over here, original. That's my whole thing. That's my whole thing. That's my whole gripe. And that's why I kind of, kind of, you know, do these kind of case studies. That's why I kind of do my, uh, my own kind of case studies, like on Twitter, where, yes, certain parts of the fandom do not like what I have to say because they just want to see the live action. And I'm like, okay, but that might not be the case. That might not be the case. But whatever the fact, the numbers were great. Everything was great. If you look on that site, go to the site. It's been tweeted all over. And uh, it's all just looking fantastic. I mean, it was a huge success no matter what people say. There are always going to be people that push back against it. Uh, they're going to use Samba TV numbers, but fuck those numbers because it's only smart TVs that it's registering, you know. But then, you know, it is a it, it, it does measure some things, but it's just it's not the best measurement. When you look at what this uh, what what these guys did over here with homebrew, I mean, 
they just broke down so many different things and there was so much engagement, so much social media engagement. And that's what you want to see. And you better believe that David Zaslav was like, seriously, Toby, I, you, you were not, a, you're not for this. You fired, you, you fired, you fired. I mean, he's not going to turn into Trump, hopefully, but you know, <laughs> just good stuff. Just good stuff. Anyways. You just love to see it. You love to fucking see it, guys. You love to see it. All right. Let's talk about The Matrix. Let's go back into The Matrix because we got a new trailer that came out today, guys. It's called The Deja Vu Trailer. And it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Hopefully you guys saw it, but here it is right here. So here's the trailer right here. And the opening of this trailer is absolutely fantastic. Kitty cat! It was usually a glitch in the Matrix. So look at the transitions. Look at those transitions. The way they swipe it like that. Look at that. I love that. I love this. Edited so awesomely. Look at that. It happens when they What? The hell? She just like melted away. something new. It's coming. Dude, look at that shot. Ugh. Did I just see Matrix zombies? Of course I did. Okay, let's break this down a little bit. So first off, we see the cat, which I always was kind of like, uh, you know, that that the whole scene when they talk about deja vu and he sees the same cat twice. It was like, is that really deja vu? You know. It's up for debate, <laughs> but it represents that they changed something. So obviously we're seeing shots. I love this. That's where we're going to, you know, the swipe from the first Matrix to Matrix Resurrections right here. Pretty awesome. So we're going to see Neo wake up again, obviously. Pretty interesting. I love that shot right there. Look at that. Look at that shot right there. That is interesting. Looks like his uh, his pod is bigger. See, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Trend. Look, look at that beautiful. I mean, obviously, the Wachowskis knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, obviously, this is a transition from the first Matrix to the second Matrix of Morpheus doing his uh, his leap, his superhero leap up into the air. So fantastic. And just the way that they do all this. Swiping it all and just kind of like everything. Just kind of look at everybody's doing their little flippy floppies, the mouth thing. Yeah. What? Morpheus is an agent? Is that is that Yaya? Yeah, yeah. What? What's happening there? Look at that. The fists, you know, just everything. Just the parallels. We all we love parallels, right? But look at this right here. The Merovingian. The Merovingian. What happened to him? Well, look at that. He's a bum. He's now a bum. Look at this. Look at that. What? The Merovingian, what happened to him? That's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Apparently he turned into some kind of bum. In the Matrix, we got that right there. Morpheus, more faces, all the... Look it! There's the agent dude. What's his name? Groff. God, man, he's like... who? You better believe he's like a version of Agent Smith. And then she just melts away like that. That's sad. And then we got something going on right here, which, of course, is just uh, jacking back into the Matrix. So this guy right here 
is kind of like, uh, you know, one of the operators, I guess you could say. It looks like, look, if you look at his, you know, he's got a robotic arm. He's got some, uh, you know, he's got some robotic implants happening going on right here, obviously with his vision and, and probably his hearing. Maybe he got all fucked up by the uh, machines. So, cool. Change. Why That's old code to hear something new. Break it down. Maybe Look at that shot. Look at that shot. That looks fucking beautiful. So we're going to get some what? Machines like kind of fighting machines here? I don't know. That's like a battlefield right there. Boom. Another freeway scene. Look at that. Matrix zombies, guys. Matrix zombies. I like it. All their eyes have the Matrix going on in them. This movie's going to be fucking insane. So excited for it. Right. The Matrix. Deja vu. Uh, tickets are on sale Monday, so this following Monday. Make sure you get your tickets right there. So, uh, nah, actually, from the fact that he knows how much crap. Well, they were talking about something else, but yeah, dude, this just just looks so good. It looks so good. I'm so excited. Yeah, this movie's gonna be insane. Can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. But man, that that was that trailer was like. That's all I need. That's all I need. Stop showing me stuff, okay? Yeah, there's some stuff in there, like the mural vision. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't know he was going to be in it. Now we know. And apparently things didn't go well with him. I wonder if Monica Bellucci, is she going to be in there too? She's hot. Anyways, but we'll see. But that looks absolutely fantastic. Cannot wait. Get red-pilled, motherfuckers. That's right. Okay. Batgirl. All right, so... We have some uh, not really, well, I guess you could say set images from Batgirl that kind of shows that, yeah, this is definitely in probably the same universe as, well, The Flash. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here we go. So look at the logos right here. So we got these logos that look pretty similar to the ones we saw in Flash. Seems like they're using the similar logos right there. So, And as you see from Batgirl Film News, Batgirl composer Natalie Holt shared a photo on set showing a very similar GCPD logo that we've seen in the Flash film. So they're very much still trying to keep up with this and connect it and all that stuff. And uh, again, I mean, it just seems like Ben will probably show up in this small role again, which I'm totally fine with. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, it just kind of just shows you that, yes, it's still all very much connected. We know that J.K. Simmons is going to be in here, so why not, Ben? I want to see so much. I just want to see more interaction between Gordon and Batman. That's what I really want to see because... We saw a little bit of that, of course, in uh, Justice League. I just want to see more of that. I just want to see more of that, and hopefully we get more of that. Who knows if we will. They'll share scenes together. Hopefully they will. But it just, it just seems like more and more that we're just going to have some, some Batfleck in the Batgirl movie. So, man, it, it's just if, if only like Ben just goes, you know what? I'm having fun. Let's do my fucking... Let's do my series, movie, whatever the fuck. For, for a bit there, I was hearing that it was going to be a two-part thing. That was about it. Like they were going to take his script and just make a two-part event that was going to happen. That's what I 
That's what I was hearing from my sources, but doesn't sound like that panning out. Like, that's what they wanted. Like, that's what was going to be the case. But who knows? I don't know. Um, obviously, I'd like more and more. I'd want it to be a longer miniseries. But, I mean, obviously what we heard yesterday when Joe Meng said he kind of, kind of, you know, just left Deathstroke behind him. He just realizes that's not going to happen. But it's just like, come on, Ben. Just, just have some fun with this. J-Lo, if you're out there, just tell your boy. Tell your boy that you want to see him do this please please that's all we ask that's all we ask just just show that so we'll see i don't know maybe ben will have some fun had some fun on the flash have some fun on batgirl and then all of a sudden he'll be like you know what i want to do my i want to do my script i still have it it's right here let's do it fingers crossed guys fingers crossed okay i just want to see that beautiful chin as much as i can in the bat cow that's right. That's right. So, oops, wrong stream. <laughs> uh, all right. So, and then the last thing let's talk about is, well, Alec Baldwin. So, apparently Alec Baldwin's going to sit with, I think, ABC, right? Uh, Mr. What's-his-name? Ah, so this is going to be with ABC News, and here it is right here, and he's actually going to speak out about it, and here's a little promo about it, because obviously we know with that, uh, the the movie that he was making called, I think it was called Rust, right, where uh, the cinematographer got shot and killed, and the uh, second unit director got injured, because there was a live round in the revolver that apparently he was shooting, so here's a little promo right here, it's pretty interesting. Such a bad situation. She was someone who was loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired. You described it as a one in a trillion shot and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled so that's the That's interesting. No, no. What did you think happened? Alec Baldwin on... Scripted. Unscripted. They always make it so fucking dramatic. That's why it's like sometimes it's hard to take it seriously. And, you know, a lot of people go like, fake tears. He's an actor. Fake tears. That's what kind of sucks about nowadays is like everybody just thinks everybody's acting. And it's like, is he acting? Is he not? What's happening with it? I mean, it's all it's all a bad situation. It's all a very, very bad situation. You know, it's a tragic situation and um, open the eyes to a lot of people. And, you know, when it comes to the way that firearms or fake firearms, whatever the hell, which is, it's always weird to me. Like, it's like, how do you have real firearms on set? Uh, I mean, especially with technology nowadays. I mean, I have airsoft guns that literally you put air in it and it kicks back and everything. It looks real as shit. Uh, I believe, I mean, I think I even, uh, in a lot of, a lot of movie sets use those kind of airsoft guns to get that realism because that's what airsoft does. They try to make it as real as possible. Um, so you have that technology. So why is, you know, real guns being shot and fired right there? But the fact that he said that he didn't fire the gun, that is weird. That is interesting. It's all just, it's all just very interesting, man. It's all just, I, I, I don't understand it. It's all, it's just, I, I don't get it. Like, I'm curious to see what comes out of this article or uh, this interview. But, you know, I mean, who knows? Uh, it just could be Alec Baldwin saving his ass. It's, it's pretty funny, too, because when I listen to people talk about this and people who are, you know, 
lawyers or whatever the hell, they always talk about how if Alec Baldwin was just an actor on the set, he'd be fine. But the fact that he's also producer of this movie and has been helped putting this movie together, that makes him under the spotlight. If it was just him starring in it, it would all be okay. But he, the fact that he's a producer, that's why, <laughs> that's why the fucking spotlight is all on him, man. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how this interview plays out and what they talk about. And then are those real tears? Are they not? I don't know. Everybody thinks everybody's fake crying. No, I don't know. It's all, that's what sucks about nowadays. It's just everybody just goes, fake, it's fake. He's fat cry, and, but it's like, maybe he was, I don't know. Dish. Who knows, man? Nah, the magic bullet situation. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, especially after how many, I mean, it's been like what, two decades, two decades, almost three, I would say. Yeah. Since the crow came out and Brandon Lee got killed on set, but that was always a weird freaky thing too, because remember there was that whole Bruce Lee curse kind of thing. And, they always, you know, sometimes they talk about that that was what happened was it was the, the Lee curse that was happening. But, you know, it's all just weird. It's all just crazy. It's all it's all interesting. But we'll see what that interview, uh, what comes out of that interview, because I'm curious. I'm curious. It's, it's a tragic event. And, you know, obviously somebody didn't do their job correctly. And it's just, it almost seems like the person who was uh, the, 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 the girl who was supposed to be monitoring all that, she's pointing fingers at other people. People are pointing fingers at her. It's just a whole shitty situation. Doesn't seem like the movie's ever going to get fucking finished for sure. I don't think that movie's ever going to see the light of day. Maybe years from now, who knows? But man, it's going to be interesting. But the fact that he said he didn't fire, that's, that's weird. That's new. So we shall see. We shall see. All right, that's all the topics we have. Not that. Um, so there's all the topics right there. Let's go. Uh, let's go to the Twitter questions now, huh? Let's go to the Twitter questions and see if uh, anybody's gonna ask me like, "Why are you so anti Snyder?" <laughs> oh, good lord. Nah, I don't think anybody's gonna creep into my mentions and ask that now. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, we got Sam, Mr. Sam Parker. Another JL question. How original, I know. But what if they adapt his OG Dallas storyboards into a graphic novel, then he saves the updated ones just in case? That'd be cool, too. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do that in the first place. Those storyboards were magical, so why not just like, hey, DC, Jim Lee, since you drew the fucking things, yeah, turn that all into uh, into an actual graphic novel. And then all of a sudden, then, you know, six years from now, seven years from now, we, we get that Justice League, we get the sequels. Uh, Clay, Clay Talion, what are the chances you think Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving do actually end up appearing in Resurrections? I'm personally not 100% convinced they aren't in it. Yes, I've thought about that too. I think I w- I think that Lawrence Fishburne for sure is in it. They got to be in it. They got to be in it. Even if it's, o- if it's only for a brief time, this movie is going to be such a big meta mind fuck that I think they're going to definitely show in it. They, they, I, 
I know they both say, eh, scheduling conflicts. Again, we're not in it. They didn't ask me. Bullshit. Bullshit. So. Eric, Mr. Eric and Blake, speaking for myself, Dave, I wouldn't be against an audio series of Zach's remaining arc at this point, right? With a full cast, of course. That, as a counterpart to the graphic novels, would be cool if that's the direction Zach goes. What say you? I agree. For animation, I don't really care for the quasi-anime look the DC animated flicks did until fairly recently. I'd have to look great um, it have to look great to be anything but a compromise. CGI would be cool. That, like uh, that new uh, Netflix thing, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Zach's gonna do whatever he wants to do. If they want him to finish the story, he's gonna come up with the best idea for for him and for his fans. Brad. So those Zack Snyder's Just League member numbers, huh? Also, with guys like Donnie Yen and Scott Atkins in John Wick Four. Who would you want to see come aboard the series in John Wick 5? Jackie Chan. I don't know. I just want Jackie Chan in there because, you know, the whole gun, the whole gun foo thing and and uh, the fighting style. I mean, it would just be kind of awesome if Jackie Chan just kind of showed up in one of these movies because I love Jackie Chan. I love his movies. I can always put on his movies. The fight choreography in his movies were just like just revolutionary. Just so fantastic. So I would not mind seeing Jackie Chan or something, you know, Jackie Chan showing up in a uh, in a John Wick movie. That'd be pretty damn sweet, I think. Not like, you know, obviously he's he's, uh, you know, he's kind of an old man now. He could still do some things, but not the, you know, quite the things that he would do. <laughs> or Zach. Why not have Zach show up too? Um, Cooper Knox. Uh, inbound. Warner Brothers article to distract people from these big ass numbers in three, two. I know if there's something that shows up from Variety or <laughs> tomorrow or THR, that would be that'd be insane. That would not be a coincidence. That's for damn sure. Chunky Dixter. Have you seen the early reviews for West Side Story? Apparently one of the best of the year. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, it's Steven Spielberg. What can you expect? I mean, me, I'm, I'm, I'm not rushing out to see it, but I will check it out. I'm still not willing to see it because of Ansel. I know he, he got canceled like a year ago, but now he's good. But also, on the other hand, Steven Spielberg and Rachel uh, Zegler. Zegler? Yeah. I don't know. I'm torn. What do you say? I, yeah, I, I'm not big on musicals. I loved La La Land, though. I will say that. Not really big on musicals. It's not really something I'm like going, eh, I need to rush out to see it. But I mean, I do love going to the movies, though. Have you been watching Hawkeye? Yeah, we already covered the Hawkeye thing. Uh, Mr. Dus, Dusset, yeah, I can never say your name. Um, Dave, David Milani, I know who you are. Um, I'd be down for any kind of continuation. The people who did the animation for Arcane would be dope as fuck. Graphic, novel-wise, Alex Ross, Bill uh, Senquite, yeah, you know, I can't say that name. For the art. Audio adaptation, the people who did Sandman, that'd be sweet. Musical, the Hawkeye people. <laughs> yeah, there's so many different mediums out there that if we can't get these two big, giant Justice League sequels, we can get them in other mediums, too, because you know, it's all whatever Zack wants. It's, that's all. Whatever Zack wants, I'm 100% behind, okay? That's what it is. So yesterday I said that I'd give you my top three picks. Well, those I'd think most likely to direct. 
Justice uh, two, Justice League 2 and 3. Here they are. All right. So Patty Jenkins. Ooh, that's controversial because, you know, obviously Wonder Woman 84. Forget Wonder Woman 84. Still not seen. Wow, you haven't seen it yet. Mr. Murdoch Wayne. But Patty is a competent uh, director. People, especially some Snyder fans, forget that she and Snyder are friends. True that. She was also my pick to oversee the reshoots on Justice League, not Whedon. Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. Her comments on Wonder Woman are not great, but could just be PRBS. And then James Wan. Yeah, I like the James Wan approach. I think James Wan would definitely do it justice. James Wan would do... Oh, yeah. And then you got J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams a little scary because, you know, his whole idea about the uh, the, the race bent Superman. Uh, but, yeah, I've always kind of thought J.J. would be kind of a, a good choice to do, you know, spe- specifically a Superman movie because he tried to do it at one point. But, yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. We got Vanimation Films. Oh, hey, Dave. With the intriguing news today regarding Justice League, I thought I'd share my stop motion film, uh, Superman vs. the Justice League. Just a clip. Oh, here we go. We got some stop motion stuff right here from Vanimation. Look at this. Whoa, drew blood. This is badass. Cool. Yeah, we even got John Stewart in there. It's badass. That is awesome, man. Jesus Christ, doing stop motion animation, man. It's such a tedious task, and that looked really good. That was pretty damn cool, right there. There you go. There you go. Maybe Zach will want to do a stop motion. That'd be <laughs> that'd be interesting. Stop motion. And then we got Jay right here. Restore the Snyderverse. I know there's a lot of fans that are live action or nothing when it comes to JL sequels, so I'm curious. If Zach came back and did Zack Snyder Justice League 2 and 3 as animated films, would you not support it? Or yes, you would. Hell yes, you would. Let's see. Oh, look at that. See, it just kind of shows you right here. 25% have said no way. God damn. They aren't Zack Snyder fans then. Jesus Christ. Just saying. Some people just, you know, it, it it's all about them. It's all about them. I even had somebody in my mentions today with the whole thing with my tweet that even said that I would not like it. Even if Zack said I would not like it, I'm like, okay, well, it's not about you, asshole. It's not about you. And that's, that's the last thing I'll say on this Wednesday Film Junkie Live. It's like some of these people out there, it's all about what they want. It's all about what they want. They they would rather have Zach not sleep for a year to get out Army movies, get out Rebel Moon, and then do some prep on Justice League. They would they would just they want to like burden him with like so much, so much on his plate. And they think, oh yeah, he could just handle it. Time management or whatnot. Shut up. Shut up. You're not thinking logically. You're only thinking about yourself. As you sit there behind your computer or behind your phone, you're going like, no, live action or nothing. Zack Snyder or nothing. You are not thinking of the man himself. You are not. You are not. You are just thinking about what you want. That's it. You're being selfish as shit. And stop that. Please stop that. Okay? We all want Everybody in the fandom wants 
the sequels. We do, okay? But we're also thinking about what can Zack handle? How can he handle it? And there's many ideas out there, whether different directors come in and do the sequels. But then you got to think about the people involved, the actors. That's got to be a lot of scheduling happening right there. So then you kind of go like, well, maybe it'd be easier to do an animation thing or the graphic novel thing. That's why fans, actual fans, are going, hey, well, maybe I'd be okay with this. I'd be okay with this. As long as they say, hey, we could get the story finished and told, like he said a year ago on the Deck the Hall stream, he even said it in there where he said, to finish this thing. He said that. That was quoted right there on that clip again. To finish this thing. Whatever he wants to do. Okay? Whatever that man wants to do, I'll back it up 100%. What do I want? Of course, I would love to have the sequels. I want to see the conclusion on a big screen or whatever the fuck. Of course, I want to see that. But, some, but now you kind of look at the way everything is right now. Might not be possible. So if I can get that, if I could just, if he just fucking put out this, a script, an outline, if he just put it on an outline, I would fucking be, oh, how cool. And I would look at the outline and it'd be, I barely, uh, that, oh, that's what was going to happen. Sweet. That's what's just frustrating about everything. So, ah, uh, we live in a society. We live in a society. But I'm just saying, it's all about what he wants. And I'll back up. He's one of my all-time favorite directors, okay? One of the coolest dudes I've ever met. You know, one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Um, and yes, the guy has so much energy. If I just had one sixteenth of that energy, I'd probably get a lot more shit done. But let's not take that for granted. He's building new universes over with a studio that is allowing him free range, okay? It's not going to be that easy to just be like, all right, let me go back to this fucking place. Yeah, sure. Discovery might be here, and they might give him free range. That'd be pretty cool. But, you know, we just got to, like, be patient, see what happens. I think that Zach definitely wants to somehow give us the conclusion of his story. Whether that's going to be in some kind of live action, animation, or graphic novel, whatever he chooses, you back it up. We all back it up because we are fans of his. Okay? That's all I got to say about that. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with me. It is Wednesday, so no Film Junkie Live tomorrow. I'm going to catch up on some Hawkeye because I am three episodes behind now. So expect a video of my uh, initial reactions to the first three uh, th first three episodes. So I'll be doing that, catching up on, on some other things too. So uh, yeah, we'll do that. And then of course we have a vodka stream uh, that'll be happening on Friday. We'll get back to all that. Like I said, getting back to the grind and everything. So uh, make sure you tune into that. I, sh I, I pretty much have my, I have to double check and email make sure my guest that's showing up is going to be still ready to go. So we'll see what happens with that. Anyways, guys, make sure you smash that like thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, do all that. If you want to become a member, hit the member button. And Michael, I saw you earlier. You became a member. I appreciate that, sir. And then of course I got the Patreon right there. And hopefully like you patrons, I'll probably be doing a Patreon exclusive audio rant or whatever tomorrow for you guys which i try to keep on doing and then uh you know we'll do the patreon stream as soon as uh i have a saturday available it's just been kind of 
been kind of rough lately, but yeah, do all that. And then, of course, we've got merchandise down below in the film Chunky Closet if you want to get some shirts and whatever and whatnots and all that's right there. But anyways, guys, I uh, love you guys. And uh, like I said, keep the hope alive. Shit's still, we're still getting good stuff. We're still getting so much good stuff, you know. There's no doom and gloom, no nothing, you know. We're still getting great stuff. We're getting great content. We're getting all the good stuff. So, all right, guys. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.